Hi, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. Today, I want to talk about the difficult events that are happening in the world right now and how to talk to your children about it. I had some other podcasts lined up, but it just seemed um, important to record this one today. So uh, where to even start? So listen, kids are already so tired and overwhelmed from the pandemic there it really has had quite an impact on their mental health so they're already feeling very raw very nervous um i've already had kids on my caseload talking about this and worrying about this and there's a few things that i think it's really important for people to understand first of all really make sure that uh, cable news is not running constantly in the background that the radio is not on in the car discussing it uh, make sure that when you're having conversations about the situation in the Ukraine that um, kids aren't overhearing what what should be adult conversations um, or adult fears. It's it's important, especially for younger kids, to filter some of that information so they're hearing th so they know what's going on in the world. You don't want your kids to be in a complete bubble, but the younger they are, the less detailed information they need. Now, one of the things that can happen during big world events. Um, is kids have different ways of handling this. So some kids get really silly and run around at recess going, it's World War Three, we're all gonna die. Um, and they, those same kids may go home at night and, and need to sleep with their parents and be very worried. Um, but other kids hearing that during the day, take that very seriously um, and get really scared. So I've already had a few kids having nightmares that I work with and parents asking, what do we do? Um, so I think once, you know, filtering information by age. So for littler ones, really just saying that um, it's very sad, that war is always sad, um, but it's very far away. And other countries are, you know, standing together to help resolve the issue and work together uh, to make sure all countries follow special laws so the world can be safe. Um, and they're trying to stop the fighting, like just sort of generic, sort of broad, really comforting statements like that. Um, it's okay to help them understand that you don't have all the answers, but right now in this moment, we're safe, um, reinforce family values. It's a good time to really talk about being patient and understanding and loving each other, um, talking about how they're safe in whatever country they're in right now, unless they're in the Ukraine. Um, and just really reassuring them that they're safe in this moment. Um, the, you know, probably the biggest thing I would suggest is making sure that you're not having these deep, intense conversations where your children can hear you and they're often listening. Um, they often hear much more than you think they're hearing. Now for, for older kids, um, who can have more information, you can share the news with them, you can discuss the news with them, you can show them that you are sad and concerned. It, it's very strange not to be. So it's it's important to be real with those feelings and with those emotions and really talk about how important it is to be appreciative in terms of what we have now. Um, you know, sending our, our love to the people of Ukraine and what they're going through sending love to the people in Russia who are protesting what's happening, who don't feel good about what's happening. Um, and just kind of having this general sense of, let's focus on love, let's focus on compassion, let's focus on being our best selves, being angry, being 
fearful, uh, being negative doesn't help anyone and in our own and trying to do things in our own small ways that can really help. Um, you know, sending prayers or thoughts, making donations, taking a moment out of your day to discuss it. Um, and at night, when you're putting your little ones to bed, just take that extra moment to think about the mothers and fathers in the Ukraine who are huddled in shelters or in subways. In fact, um, for parents all over the world who are in dangerous situations that are doing everything they can to protect our kids. And we are so lucky, most of us where we live, um, it's just important to take that moment of gratitude and to also share that with your children. Now don't sort of do that with your little ones when they're trying to fall asleep because then they won't be able to sleep and they'll be worried about it. But if your ch children are older, you can do that. If they're not particularly, um, you know, if they're not incredibly anxious about this, you can do that. And, and if they are, then just do this in your own hearts and in your own minds. Um, it's important to have an open dialogue with children. Uh, it's just be really careful about how much information you give. I also want to add how important it is to go back to the basics of connected parenting in situations like this. So there's lots of oxytocin flowing, lots of conversational and kind of chit chat mirroring where you're using the calm technique just to communicate about everyday things that can be really helpful. Remembering that the higher levels of oxytocin that are in, uh, in children's bloodstreams, the more, uh, the lower the levels of cortisol. So it actually, it mitigates cortisol, it blocks cortisol a little bit. So that's really important. Lots of baby play, lots of limbic bonding, nose rubbing, putting your hands on your children's cheeks and just gazing in their eyes, just upping those moments of tenderness uh, and deep connection over the next little while is incredibly reparative. It's, um, it's restorative, it builds resilience, it helps you um, and just really focus on that um, more intensely for the next little while. Also remembering to use the calm technique to de-escalate, to demonstrate that you can use compassion, that you can hear both sides, that you can um, truly understand and want to understand and perceive what the other person is experiencing, even though they may be very angry or you might not agree with them at all. These are really good examples for children of how to manage conflict, that conflict can be managed. It can be done in a way um, where there's a tremendous amount of respect and love. And this will help, this will help a lot. It will help with the anxiety that they're feeling. It will help with uh, the stress that kids are under and it'll help us too, because remember that bounces back. And if you want to have more information on how to use the calm technique, go back to uh, the first two or three episodes of my podcast. And if you want to dive deeper, go to connectedparenting.com to find out more about how we can help you.